Welcome to CIR Realty Business Mastery, where we present on topics that will help you build a successful real estate business. While you're here, be sure to subscribe to not miss any new episodes, as well as leave us a five-star review. That'll help others discover us too. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everybody. We're seeing, because we've had a very busy market really from June forward, we have clients sometimes really wanting to write on properties that are already under contract and are currently conditional. Uh, this can be an excellent strategy. You can always communicate to the listing realtor of the property, inquire how they feel, you know, do they have a good feeling the deal will go through? Would they entertain a backup offer from your client? We don't want to tie our buyer up for too long, but if they really like the property, there's nothing wrong with writing on it and getting it into a backup offer position where if the first transaction falls apart, you're automatically in place. What the advantage for a buyer here is if they really truly love the property and they want to wait to make sure that it goes firm and it's not available, but it also ties the property up so that if it did come back on the market when the first deal collapses, that you are not going to face with your buyer competition from other realtors if it's, a, quote, a hot property. So when we look at backup offers from the selling side, why would we want to go to that effort? So it gives us some unique advantages as a listing representative if we have a backup offer. If we're going to maybe get challenges from the buying side, from their home inspection, other things or issues with the property, and they're trying to negotiate either repairs we don't want to do, or price reductions based on they see what they've seen, it gives us the opportunity to either waive or tell them waive or not waive. You can share that you have a backup offer, but if your backup offer is much stronger, you're going to not want to indicate that because the first deal can firm up and you lose a better offer. But always talk to your client about is that second offer will still have to go through its conditional period. And if we've got an opportunity to get a firm sale, they should factor that in that the next one could collapse if the person doesn't get financing or some of the same issues that have been raised in this current offer from this home inspection may unlikely will come up again for us to have to address. However, if you've got $10,000 more in the amount being offered in the second contract, that certainly goes a long way to completing some of those repairs and netting out at the end of the day uh, much stronger. So when we're on the selling side, if we're going to enter into that, we don't want to sell the house twice. The first contract is in place. It's under conditions. If it's firmed up, it's sold. If we didn't put in a seller's condition to protect the seller, they could immediately have sold the whole house twice because there's nothing allowing them to back out of the agreement. So on our forms page, there's always the link to the area guide for supplementary clauses. So if you can share my screen again, Addy, and we'll just jump to that. It's in page, bottom of page seven. We use this a fair bit. And this is an excellent guide for multiple things we need as realtors. Everybody should download this and have it stored and available for their review when they need it. So when we jump up now to page seven, there are two different options to put in as a condition to protect your seller. 
The first one's pretty straightforward. Contract subject to the seller obtaining a written release from all obligations under a previously accepted purchase contract number, and we put a time and date. When we put that time and date in, if my agreement was ending Friday at 9 p.m., I would not put Friday 9 p.m. here because it doesn't give me time to do all the communications. So build a minimum of at least two hours for this condition after that your first contract should have collapsed by. So I might put Friday at 11 p.m. or even the next day because we want to be able to have time to provide our waiver to the buying realtor on the second contract, the backup offer. And we also want to be able to be absolutely sure that the first offer has collapsed because we need to remember that the contract when they is from when they send the waiver. So if they sent the waiver and can prove in their email that they waived condition and firmed up the first contract and they sent it at 8.58 p.m., but it doesn't show up in my email for whatever reason, slow down, Google outage, who knows, and it shows up in my email at 9.30. I'm thinking, well, it's well after the condition time. You need to take that little extra step, speak to the realtor on the other side and ask for proof of when they hit send in their email or when it was fully communicated to you. That's where the timing is based. It's not on when it's delivered, it's when it's sent. So we wanna make absolutely sure we're out of that first contract before we send our, our waiver, changing our backup offer into a fully conditional deal to move forward. So it's pretty simple and easy to do. There is a second option. It's just a rewording saying the same thing. Both go in as a seller condition. Talk to your client. If you're looking at a very long time for the condition date, you can always add in an additional term, and I would recommend you talk to a manager at that time that would give the buyer the right to void the contract any time prior to the seller sending the waiver of their seller's condition so that you can still continue to look with your buyer for another property. And if you're seeing one they love you and they want to write on it, you can certainly write on that. And we include a buyer's condition at that time saying they have to be released from previously accepted contract, which is the backup offer they're in. So if your offer doesn't go through, you don't have to worry. You can still stay with your backup offer. If that offer on the new house gets accepted, then we're going to send a non-waiver under our buyer's condition and your buyer isn't buying two houses. It can get a little complex, so of course, as always, use the Quick Connect system, discuss it with your manager, get advice on the time. We can review your contract for you, make sure everything's in there correctly. We can also talk to you about how to discuss it with your client and explain their options so they can make the best decision for themselves. Because as always, we view it as our job is to educate our clients, make recommendations, but they make the final decision on what's best for them. And what do we end up with? Happy clients all around, which is the ultimate goal. So I hope you've enjoyed the quick boring update on both backup offers and dower rights today. Um, and have a great week. Take time to celebrate. It's a good time out there right now. We're starting to feel the restrictions lifting, hopefully a little bit, hopefully a return to normalcy. But remember, stay positive. 
Join in the culture, share, don't feel like you're isolated. That's all we have for you today. And thank you so much for giving us your time and tuning in. Don't forget to like CIR Realty Business Mastery on Facebook and to follow us on Instagram. Take care, everyone.